This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. So I'm at the starting line with Feist. Say, one, two, three, go. We run the first part. I pull out a beer to do, you know, chug the beer. Yeah, yeah. She pulls out a can of SpaghettiOs. Huh? With, and like, it opens with a can opener. So... Whoa! What? Because I, I, you know, I said, "Let's race," assuming uh, you know yeah. beer mile. And she says, "Great, I've got my cans on me, so I assume we're on the same page." Oh my and God. but she is beating me. She gets she gets this can open with the opener with spaghettios in, in one. She doesn't even use the winder; she just uses her hand and just cranks. The lid off, just shears it away, uh, um, and eats. It's like the big can. It's not the small mini cans. No, I'm picturing the right can. Eats the can in one swallow. You can see the cylindrical shape go down her throat, mm-hmm. and she's not a fast runner. So I would catch up to her on the running portion. Yeah, and then once she got to the what for me was just like drinking a beer, she would eat the can of spaghettios. In the way that would seem to that it would almost reverse time, it was so quick. Who is she? She sang the uh, computer song. Ah, yes. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook and Insider's Guide to Kicking Button, Dropping Names on the Red Carpet, Lineback Hallways of This Industry We Call Showbiz. And no saucy what up, what up. <laughs> that, Scandalous. That, I, I, don't think should, I don't think you should do it like that. Like... Shouldn't do it in that style. It's you think too, I shouldn't editorialize and sort of say what it is? No, I, you can say what it is, but I I just think that's a little too that provocative. Kids listening, yeah, yes. exactly. It should just be a friendly. There just shouldn't be any. I do worry about turning kids on too early. If you get pre-sexualized before you really know what you want, and you sort of let's say they're riding in their car with mummy, and then they mm-hmm. hear. Oh, what up, what up? That's saucy, like the one I did. And then they say, "What, mommy? Like, what is this feeling the I'm feeling, experiencing? Yes. What is this? Is, was there a name for it? Yes. And then the, what can happen if they're if they're strapped in their car seat? Having that is then from now on they can only bus when they see the back seat of a, a minivan, you know. And it's just like creates this association for them. It's okay, inescapable. It's good, so we agree. Yes. Um, you all know about. (laughs) I know I should. We'll edit it. We'll edit it out. Worse than before. But you know I'm bad. I have to. But that's too bad. We have to. Okay, go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, secrets. Mm. We've all got them, and we all want to get our hands on them. Got one, and it's like a butthole or something that people say about. Yes. 
Buttholes? Yes, secrets are like buttholes. We've all got them and we all want to get a peek at each other's. Now. And one of the biggest secrets that you hear about in Hollywood is plastic surgery. This is where the the version of it that you probably know in certain parts of the country Mm. is taking a Tupperware container, putting it over your face, and lying out in the sun until it melts over your melts a face. M- sort of more smooth face onto your face. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of the simple old version of it. But mm-hmm. they've actually advanced the science quite a bit out here so that you don't have to have a sticky Tupperware face. Uh, what you can have is a face that look more like human skin, mm-hmm. uh, but also does make you look younger. They put in the, the plastic same way. under the skin instead of on top. Yeah, they take your face off, put Tupperware on, and then lay your skin over the Tupperware, pull it taut. Mm-hmm. And they leave, instead of putting straws, straw pieces into your nose so you can breathe, they just cut little holes out. We we talk about transparency on the show mm-hmm. and secrets. We uh, like making things public on the show. We're not scared. We don't necessarily think it's fair that everyone wants to hide information from yes. the public so that only Hollywood can have it. And mm-hmm. uh, we want it to be an even playing field for you guys. And people, when, like, usually if we tell someone secrets, they'll call and say, thank you, it was tough having a secret. It makes your belly hurt. Yeah. So what we want to do today is take... Makes your pee spray everywhere. <laughs> if you have too big a secret... Mm-hmm, because it makes you yes, it makes you hold your so, hold your thumb on the end like a yes, hose. Yes, because you're so tense, and it makes it go everywhere. <laughs> so what we want to do today? It's a game. Mm. What's the name of this game? Oh, it's called um, Plastico Paper or Plastico Fantastico. That's right, Paper or Plastico Fantastico. Because you, normally we have this file cabinet filled with names of. Yes, and it's got the medical charts and names for basically everyone on the IMDb Pro. And so what we'll do every once in a while is pull out a file and just for fun see, well, what kind of work have they had done mm-hmm. and what sort of ailments have they had? And we just sort of get it all out there. Mm-hmm. So what we'd like to do today is share people's private medical records on our show. Would you like to open up the cabinet? The cabinet? And okay. And you can give something for me to read. All right, well, let me get the big tool that we use to open the drawers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I've got the tool, and it's time to put it, apply it to the cabinet. Squeak, chink, and it's open. So here we go, and I'm just grabbing a file, and I've got my blindfold on, and I grabbed a file, and I threw it at you, and did you catch it, or did you catch it? I didn't even see. Yeah, I I caught it. Do you want to read it? I'll hold it up for you to read. Okay, and I'll look at it. Hmm, oh, I see. This is quite a saucy Because I don't want it to seem like I'm reading a different name. That's one because like you have to read the name and then I'll give the information. So it's not like I'm scared of the name that's there and I'm making up a name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's oof, eh, Pete Postlethwaite. Pete Postlethwaite. Okay. 
you know how he is bald. Yeah. You used, to, you used to have hair. You remember there were movies. When he was little. Yes. He had the top of his... Bean. Bean. Replaced. It's cake. Uh-huh. Yeah. Set On the set of... um. I guess it was Usual Suspects. He was the lawyer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Benicio Del Toro, Del Toro would go around the set of that movie <clears throat> just like in passing as like a joke. He would like lick people's heads uh, because it's like we, like you would lick a donut or something and be like, that's mine. Yeah. And he would just like lick people and be like you're that nobody else you're mine now yes. yeah and it's his way of letting you know that he likes you yes Benicio. and it's not and it's not sexual and it honestly when it happens to you it doesn't feel like it is it's very uh it's very affectionate no it's and just like even a flick. if he and sometimes he even does it for a long time and he's sort of fondling you and it still is not sexual yes. it's just a friendly thing it hurt it, it, it more thing that's not sexual about it is it kind of hurts and even the tongue hurts because it's very dry yeah he won't let himself have water during a movie and so he will be walking mm-hmm. around with his tongue sticking out mm-hmm. and that's where he gets that distinctive speech and you can feel all the buds all the individual buds and a lot of the time they'll Which be, are like dinner plates they'll be sort of trying to escape yes he has like four now because they've kind of merged together and uh, a lot of them will try to escape the tongue, and they'll kind of sucker on, mm-hmm. and then a, a piece of them will stay there when he removes the tongue, which you can hear. It's louder when it's coming off than when it comes on, but they're both loud. And so, I mean, I, you see where this is going. It yeah, was he his did it birth, to pee. It was his yeah, birthday yeah. Uh, on set, and mm-hmm. you know, Pete knows that Benicio's coming around with his tongue. Yeah, because he says, "I'm coming." Oh yeah, no. You you get a telegram. He ri- mm-hmm. he rings a bell, and there's a there's a speech. There's like a proceeding. It's very formal, mm-hmm. and it's he thanks everyone. Uh, he tends to get very emotional when he gives the speech. Uh, he's so lucky to be doing this and have to have the career he's had. And then he goes around with the tongue. Uh, but this was on his birthday, which he didn't think anyone knew about. Uh, and so when he went into Pete Postlethwaite's head, he took back a big chunk of of cake. And now you can't reverse that process. So now it is still cake, which you can do all this stuff with like fondant. Uh, it 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 honestly can look like almost anything. Yes, and so that's just a sort of mild plastic <laughs> surgery. And you look at Pete Postlethwaite, and you know he's had work done to be sort of beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just the way it is. Science does that for people. Do you want me to uh, open the file cabinet and give you someone to... <laughs> do I have a choice? ...to read about? Okay. I'll do the secret arrangement of things. Okay, I got the tool, and um, now I'll, I'll just open the cabinet, and it's open, and uh, I'll pull out a file. This is a big one. 
Oh, boy. This is a fat. I didn't choose it because it was fat. I chose it at random, but this oh, one is very heavy. It's for Patrick Fugit. Patrick. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to be so peeved. He was the the famous boy. The little boy. And almost famous. He was almost famous. And um, he was police in Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. So think about it. So, obviously... In between those two films, you feel like, hmm, I really didn't see much Patrick Fugit in between those two films. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where you're wrong. Uh, Patrick, through a series of surgeries, some major, some minor, became Ashley Green from the Twilight movies. And so, you know, if you'll remember, Almost Famous, this guy's on a rocket ship. We mm-hmm. think he's going to be a big honking deal. He does uh, Spun or whatever that drugs movie was. Yes, it was Spun. And then yeah. he's and then he sort of and that's like even higher, bigger than Almost Famous, mm-hmm. I think. So I had Mickey Rourke, and so then after that, you go like, oh, I'll probably be seeing him more, and he suddenly disappears. But who arrives on the scene? Oh, it's Ashley Green who had naked pics once, and is in the Twilight movies being not Bella, but one of them. And she is uh, acting with a style we've maybe seen before, where she's not putting too much on it, Mm -hmm. but there's something there. Not making a lot of faces or anything, but definitely talking for sure. Yes. And that, my friends, was vintage Fugit. Uh-huh. So he's doing that for a little while, and it seems to be going well, and he's happy, and we, of course, had a few dinners during that and some photography sessions. But anyway, all of a sudden, there's no more Twilight movies, and now who comes back and is Gone Girl? Yes. Well, now, let me, some idiot is going to ask you, what about Staten Island Summer? Mm-hmm. That of course came out after Gone Girl. Yes, and and once you've had these surgeries that Patrick had, it's pretty easy, it's easy to flip flop back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like mm, not quite as easy as like putting on and taking off a pair of glasses, but getting into and out of a wetsuit when you're fully clothed. So it's definitely a process, and it's not uh-huh. pleasant, but mm-hmm. it is possible. And so that's just a little peek into what Patrick, Ashley, have been doing. Do we want to talk about some of the mail we got? I guess. Let me go get it, and then you you, you can introduce it, and I'll go get the stuff. Well, we got mail, which is great. And I always check the mail when I come in, and it's always for Rana and Bev, and it's for Jake Vogelness, people who don't even really do podcasts all every week like me and Hayes do for you. And so today, imagine my surprise, shock, really, when I found a big box for us. We've got a couple cards, one for my birthday, one for Hayes for not having a birthday. Explain that. And one and then some candy for the kid, and he's loving it. I wish it was dark chocolate, quite frankly, not milk chocolate, but whatever. Um, Like it, munching it. But then a big box came, and that said, okay, it's from Midas, uh, the Midas Touch. The return address is for Midas Auto Parts in Toledo, Ohio, and we got a bunch of hat. I think like almost 30 hats that say, say America. America. And have American flag. And have a flag on them. We got audiobooks of Angels and Demons and Eat, Pray, Love. From the library 
Uh, Very illegal. We got a bunch of diskettes uh, that are huge, and it looks like they are from Midas Auto Parts. They have like sales, like brake sales inventory and stuff, and they're like one foot by one foot, and they're from like the mid eighties. Uh, Nature Valley granola bars. A, a box of Nature Valley gr- uh, granola bars. Uh, the sweet and salty almond. Choose your own adventure book. Choose your own adventure book. You are a millionaire. That only has the prices for Australia and New Zealand on the back. That's another interesting clue. And then a baffling magazine. An excerpt from a magazine, or it, it might. It, I don't know if it's a magazine or just some kind of fold I'm open sure ad for a magician and a psychic named Ross Johnson. And there's a phone number on the back. It says a funny thing happened tomorrow. And well, what? And that actually, now Ryan, you want to get me in the hat? And and when you say that now, it really makes me. Tomorrow is not going to be a, a relaxed day for me. No, I mean I love when a funny thing happens, but usually I'm the one making it happen, and so uh, it just it's like number one, if it's just me doing something funny, I knew that. Of course, I'm going to do that. And if it's not, and it's something happened to me that I don't know about, then yes. I'm just going to be on pins and needles. Yes, and so I guess. Tomorrow, we'll just be thinking about the clues because I think this is designed so that we would take these to the police and they would be like, there's nothing we can do about this. (laughs) It's just enough to be an obvious threat, but not actionable. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very clever. And whoever you are, you're a worthy opponent. And this game of chess has just begun. So we want to mention... We heard it. We got the signal and, um, we, you know, await our counter move. Uh, we have John Cochran. John Cochran. We have a great guest today. You remember him from being on our show, Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook. So I say, I know what will cheer you up. And uh, and he goes, no, 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 nothing, 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 nothing. And I go, come on, Gavin. Rossdale, let's play Egg Roulette. And he's like, no, I'm not going to want to play that. And I was like, Gavin, Rossdale, we got to play Egg Roulette. And I had hard-boiled 11 of my dozen eggs earlier that day. And then, so then I am smashing one on my head and showing him how it's fun and funny. And he's just like, I know I'm going to get the bad egg. I know I'm going to get the bad egg. And I'm like, no, Gavin, if you with that attitude, I bet you are. But I was going to give him it no matter what because I knew which one. It's tough when you play it just two people, just alone, when you just have someone over and you play that game. Uh huh. Because then. If you lose, you're just driving home with an egg. Yes. And what I do, and this is a little warning not to play with me maybe, is I mark it with a special ink and then I put on these orange glasses (laughs) where I can see the ink. And I always go like, oh, let's play. I'll just put on my glasses. It's bright in here, isn't it? And those glasses have like egg catching, an egg catching Just in case I see it wrong. Yes, just in case I do see it wrong, I am protected because I could not get egg on me. I'm highly allergic. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook. Welcome to Hollywood Handbook. Guide to kicking button, dropping names in the red carpet, lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Ooh, what up, what up? Welcome back to a guest 
we've had in the who's past. Who's here again, and he's back. John Cochran. Cochran. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Now, Cochran, when we last spoke, you were a millionaire who lived in a studio apartment with his mom, who maybe is just a pile of bones. Talk about that. Uh, yeah, so I did want to address that, and thank you for having me back again. But yeah, there has been. I've repeatedly gotten messages, whether it's on Twitter or other social media, referencing my mom being, as you said, a skeleton. Skeleton. Because you, we should mother isn't feeling well. We should catch people up. Last time you appeared on the show, you said that your mother was a reanimated skeleton bone woman. A woman made of... Bone warrior, I believe, is the words you use in an attempt to frighten me. I mean, I'm happy to... Just bones. I'm happy to play back the audio. I I find it very hard to believe that I have ever referenced my mom being... Well, you'd have to subscribe to Howell Cochran. That audio is over six months old. And anyone who enjoys this episode, when you hear it, well, I, I hope that you go back and do your homework and get on Howell. Give, give scripts that big old Skrilla. This is what we're going to do. By the way, Just this is what we're going to do now, sort of our format, is to bring on old guests whose episodes were six months ago and, and talk about how good those episodes only are. Only talk about stuff from that episode so that in order to enjoy it, you do have, have to, to hear the a, old a Howl Premium subscriber. And that's not something Earwolf asked us to do. It's not something they didn't ask us to do. It's something they insisted that we do. Right. Um, Your mom. Yeah, and my, so my mom is is she lives just outside of Washington D.C. Lives undead. You call that living? She's, she's sixty-seven years old. She's a perfectly sweet lady. Mm-hmm. Not the the claim that she. I'm not sure if you actually. So you think that just to clarify what your stance is that I live with a pile of bones that how. In what universe is it capable for it to be reanimated? And you, you alluded to it maybe like dancing around in a frightening fashion or playing xylophones in a creepy way. And and like th- that is I, – I, I've never witnessed that maybe in like cartoons from the 1930s. I don't know that it's a xylophone so much as it's playing its own ribcage in order to produce xylophone-like sounds. Yes, that's not a real xylophone. I don't know mm. what your well, what bill of goods you hear. The turns, turns its head all the models. way around and its shoulder sockets and then – drums down its spine with a little mallet to produce different sounds. Isn't that what you claimed? And it's a weird thing to be embarrassed of. From my perspective, it's like not a good, I mean, yeah, your mom's a skeleton. It's not a good or bad thing necessarily. So what? Yeah, to to make a huge deal out of it. It's like, yeah. But to be crowing from the rooftops about it one minute and then trying to back pedal out of it the next makes me think like what's this guy really hiding what else about this skellington or is his dog a friggin franken dog i don't have a dog because it would get your mom's bones and bury them mm-hmm. is that what we're worried about Congress? uh so my mom she she fosters she actually she she fosters dogs for a rescue back east so mm-hmm. she's more than capable of interacting what with kind dogs. what kind of dog? what kind uh, a variety. Tick Usually tock, s- tick tock, s- tick tock. Mm. Stray dogs were arrested. Like not holding Fake. up. Fake. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Dude, we should be on Mythbusters. You're dead meat. Now, what's she really do if she's not doing dogs? 
Uh, I mean, she used to be a school teacher. She used to teach before <laughs> before she was changed. <laughs> Forever changed. The cursed magical mm-hmm. spell. Mm-hmm. And do you think that I somehow reanimated her, or is it this is this is an independent decision she made? Like, I, and like, I, I think I, you'd like to think you did it. Yeah, I think you'd like to take credit when really, let's face it, she's completely outside your control, Cochrane. Um. <laughs> It's difficult for me to address it just because I don't believe in this possibility – like the possibility of a woman uh, – of a, of a, first of all, she's not dead. She's like perfectly healthy, uh, yes. living back east, northern Virginia. Um, she's still married to my father. Of, you know, they've been together for 40 years. Uh, dad's – my dad's a perfect my – dad, my dad's a doctor. He's a perfectly normal guy. Dr. Frankenstein. Does he – His wicked experiments have I gone understand. Wrong. She oh. was hanging in his office, and they fell in love. Mm, I see. And so he... perhaps he's the xylophone player. Well, you've given me a lot to chaw on, that's for sure. Cochran, what's going on for you since you won a million dollars like a very long time ago? <laughs> After attending Harvard. Yeah, Uh so I think when was last was I on here a year ago or two years ago? Can't remember. Don't care. Okay. Um, so I, I survived Reddit two years ago, and shortly after that, as a result of being on the show, uh, I got a job writing for a sitcom out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Millers. Where are the you, Millers? Yep. Spider yeah, Buster's another, dick. Yeah. Remember? I remember you being repeat, repeatedly referring to the Millers as. They're trying to the go to Mexico. If you guys haven't seen Where are the Millers. It's a great sitcom Cochran created where the guys are trying to go to Mexico and the one kid f- finds spider in his pants and the spider bites dude's dick and it gets crazy. And it, dude, best gag and, and it was in all the trailers and I think that you should have done it 10 more times. That's my only note. Yeah, so the Millers had Margot Martindale and Will Arnett and J.B. Smoove. It was not... I mean, I, I would be happy to take credit for the spider scene in Where the Millers. I agree that was a good movie, but it had nothing to do with me. That was a movie. I was working on a sitcom. Soaking wet, Jennifer Aniston dancing in the water. You remember this, Hayes? Yeah. Speak and, on that. Uh, I mean, just in, in in the abstract, it was like an erotic scene. Abs. <laughs> I'll tell you, it probably would have looked like a spider bit. My, this dude's dick. Uh, you know, I'm on the set for that. Holy shit. <laughs> Let's go back to Survivor. Yes. Okay, okay, yeah. The champion. Mm-hmm. You beat two women in their early 40s, one of whom <laughs> had an autistic son. Uh, so you're referring to Sherry, who's a lovely woman that I, you know, that I did get to play. Why do you say every time you mention any woman, it's everyone's lovely. Yeah, they're all lovely. That's a little sexist, ma'am. She's a strong, assertive woman. That, as you said, she has a she has a wonderful son, Colby. Uh, I don't remember the other kid's name. That was my cat's name. Yeah. Nice dry. What's his real name? Three, two, one. Fake, fake, busted, dude. You gotta wake up pretty early in the morning. Sorry, man. You just picked the wrong motherfuckers to play with. Nah, it's cool, man. It's cool. But how come you wanted didn't want an autistic guy to have money? Uh, well, so and how much of it did you? How much of it did you think was fair to share with them? 
there's strict contractual things. You're not allowed to share prize money on Survivor. And it's up to the jury to decide who wins. So I was, you know, I could not, if, if you have any problem with their decision-making process and feeling that I was the undeserving winner, their money could have gone better, it would have been better spent on somebody else, then take it over the jury. I just ple- pleaded my case. and So you agree uh, that you should not have won? Um, I agree that, so yeah, you're right. I went to, I went to the end with Sherry and this lady. Uh-huh. He said you're right. Write that down, Engineer Ryan. Sherry, and then mother of two, one of whom has autism. Right. And Dawn, Dawn mother of six. Six adopted kids of different nationalities. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cochran, no even pets. Mm-hmm. Lives in an apartment. What did you go to school for? I went to law school. Mm-hmm. The laws of the jungle, baby. What kind of law? Uh, I never practiced law. I've worked in a government agency for a little bit. I probably would have ended up – had I not moved out here, I probably would have worked at – I don't know. I worked you at a spook? Elis- uh, <laughs> CIA, government spook? <laughs> okay. I got – okay. Uh, no, no, no. No, no. I, my, I'm you accidentally strictly- crossed over into his rich catalog of racial slurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh! And, and that's, that's entirely on him, by the way. I knew he exactly, said government agency. I just I knew exactly that. what you meant when you said it. Well, but. I didn't mean to cut you off. If you have more questions, Cochran, speak on that. I, I mean, what's going on, buddy? No, no, I do not. I, I, I don't work for the government in any capacity. Now. I worked for the FCC for a little bit. I worked for Elizabeth Warren's agency for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and I moved out here. Um, Was she a lovely woman? <laughs> Yeah, why didn't you say she was lovely? And every other woman you've mentioned, mm, you've said they were woman who's not. They lovely. were very lovely. What happened? So, not hot I, enough for you? I don't. Just, I think she's gorgeous. I think she looks like a an like Annette Benning from. Uh, she was in like American Beauty. Okay, checks out. So, for the record, that's two times we did bust him, and one time that we didn't. So, still, Sean and Hayes is winning. Now, after Survivor, wait, did you have more questions about Survivor? No, I'm curious, what kinds of famous people have you met in this little magical mystery tour of Hollywood you've you've been on? And when do you go home? Mm. And when do I go home? Yes, the question is, what kinds of famous people have you met on this magical mystery tour of yeah. Hollywood, yeah. and when do you go home? Cinderella, when does it turn midnight and you're a pumpkin again is one part of what Hayes wants to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, right now, so, you know, I was working on the Millers and that got canceled. Um, that was the <coughs> elephant in the room. That's so, got to be a wake-up call. Yeah. Because uh, of your shit? I wonder. I didn't it, like it, the spider bite. I, I always did wonder. To me, it felt how, like how a natural can... ending. <laughs> go, go ahead. It seemed like a lot to get away with from a censorship perspectives because you really see it swelling up in real time fox maybe right fox maybe if it's on at 1 a.m or something it's difficult for me to address just because like i feel like i mentioned that that you're referring to a movie starring jason sudeikis and jennifer aniston and emma roberts to me it felt like that story was told but you had plans for a sequel or something go right i mean so the fact that i mentioned it's canceled would imply that like like it was a recurring show that was on every week. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas yeah, the film, on Showtime, right? And see, that is 
one mistake because for a show, you should do a different thing every week instead of showing the same movie over and over again. People, uh, it's people not will, an easy note to. They'll give, show up Cochran. once. They they may even show up again next week. The third time, I don't think they want to see that movie. And net anymore. For me, part of the game became trying to find if you were hiding little Easter eggs mm-hmm. and differences from week to week, maybe. So but did, I because as your realize, friends, we did want to give it a real chance. And where where were you watching it? Were you going to a theater to watch this every week? Because that should have been a red flag that it's not like I wrote I wrote for a TV show. Mm, I'm trying to remember where I'm watching it, Hayes. It was on the side of a truck. Aha, uh-huh. that's right. That you had to kind of run after. It wasn't going that fast. No. It was a great way to stay in shape and yeah. also to support my friend Cochran, who yes. uh, you know has made this movie. It's like you're holding you're holding a projector <laughs> and this truck is going by. And you track down the truck every week. To rewatch it, mm-hmm. yeah. Although I suspect it wasn't the same truck a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, again, it feels like we're talking about two very different products. Like, I, I, mm. I, give me two products that are different. I'm trying to picture it just at random. Oh, mm. I'm looking at there's a, a box of peanut brittle in front no, of me. No, not what's in the room. Then I get two any two products, Pepsi and Coke. They have <laughs> they're somewhat similar. Oh. But they're nonetheless different. Like I can see, I can Come look. I can. Just, I'm just trying to get your train of thought. I can see the Millers is the show I worked on. Where the Millers is a movie. I can get why why there'd be some initial confusion. They, they look of- exactly the same. There was even a challenge based on the fact that you could look at both of them and not know which one tasted like which, and they tried to trick you, but. Okay, so you're referring to Pepsi and Coke again. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you mean again? You, you just, brought it you up. You just mentioned it. This is your thing. You, you just mentioned it. Pepsi and Coke again. Up. You just started talking about it. Yeah. What's your favorite How law? How much you get paid for that? Yeah, what's your favorite law? What were you going to try and do? I did like intellectual property. So, But what is your favorite law? Um... Maybe like the fair use doctrine. That's your favorite law? If there's only that law, I could kill you right now. So you mean from like Imagine a- what that would be like. Please. People going around being thieves. Right. Stabbing. Yeah. But, oh, thank goodness, nobody is... <laughs> yeah, unfair using... Please. Right. This is why we say, use your bean. Before the show, we say, when you come on, use your bean when yeah. you're talking. I just, I just misunderstood. Run it through the bean first, and then don't spit it out your bean hole without knowing. Because it honestly is going to, think about what kids are going to hear this, and then think of fair use law is more important than stealing and murder. God. You asked what my favorite, I mean... In terms of what would sustain a society, it would be a different answer. What? Uh, probably something that would apply into murder, because I feel like that would be the scariest crime to have running rampant. Not the one against it, though. Just something applying to it? <laughs> something that, yeah. Listen uh, to what's coming out of your beanhole right now. But then people could just steal each other's. Like, people could just play our podcast and say it was them. Yeah, without paying for how. 
Yes, yeah, people could just get Howl for free. Anyone could be Howl now, not just Jeff Ulrich. You can't do that. So you agree? So I feel like you had a change of heart now, and you seem to think. Well, that, why do you have to just choose one? Yeah, <laughs> I felt like that. We was, should that have was a lot fr- of laws. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, that's I think something that's, we say all the time. Yeah. There should be a bunch. A lot. There are a lot. Keep I mean, them off my body, but. Yeah. You know, other than that. But it should technically just be one. It should just be one long one. So that's mm-hmm. what you should have said. You should have said, I like the one. It says, no killing and... No unauthorized duplication of copyrighted material. Yes. Keep that, your movie to yourself. Mm-hmm. Cochran, and, what are you cooking on these days? What's uh, dish? So... Get near the microphone when you speak, okay, young sorry. man. Right. Okay, there we go. I uh, so when the show when the Millers got canceled, I uh, had to have a writing sample to get staffed on another show, and then I ended up selling the the pilot that I wrote to, because you gotten hired the first time without having written anything. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Uh, which happens. It was an unusual rather infrequently. Yes. Yeah. No. It was. I have an. I had an unconventional path to. to Becoming a writer out here. And it shouldn't happen. And instead of saying, this seems like enough, you said, I need more. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, like I said, I was in law school. I hated law school. But the, the writing was the you first thing that I... You said you loved all these laws. I just... It's weird to me. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. But I, I found like, you know, this was the first pursuit of mine that I, I actively enjoyed on a daily basis. So I wanted to keep doing it. So I wrote... Uh, you ever jerk off at work? <laughs> You got your own office, right? You ever, uh, you ever work late, stay there a little late? Yeah, no, I Sometimes don't. Sometimes the taping goes late and... Feel the need to release some pressure? And you can go, uh, like, on the set when no one else is there, you have a key, right? Yeah. There's, like, a little fake bathroom in there? Mm-hmm. And I can, yeah, I can only do it in a bathroom set. No, I don't... I never masturbated at work. Only there. Well, you're making it sound like that's the only option. Why would oh, I go well, out of my no, way? No, apparently your imagination allows you to jerk off all over the world. So, yeah, what what's more appropriate than a bathroom? I don't know, like a bedroom set? A bedroom, okay. And the set on the bedroom of We're the Millers, which I believe was inside an RV. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so so I wrote a pilot for, as, as a writing sample. And as... Oh, <laughs> So I wrote a pilot, I was writing a sample, and um, was taking meetings for staffing, but then people started expressing interest in the pilot. So now I'm developing it with uh, CBS Studios and hoping that something comes of it. So you're going to be a nice little worker bee on another show, but instead they said, why don't you take your own show, Mr. Man? You wrote one thing. It seems like you should be the boss and have the show. Hmm, how's that going? Who bought it? Uh, CBS Studios is who I'm working with. Oh, okay. What's it about? I feel like there's no. I feel like I shouldn't talk about what it's about. It's free publicity, my friend. Yeah, you might get a hell of a note from one of us too. Yeah. Sometimes gold falls out of this one's mouth. I'm pointing at Hayes. But I don't know who's listening, and somebody might steal it or something. It already got sold. If you knew anything about fair, fair use law, yeah, this is it's your favorite <laughs> law. The only thing it says is wow. that they can't steal your idea. Wow, is that three bustings? <laughs> That's the most bustings we've ever done on the show. 
Unbelievable. What happens if you get busted too often? Well, three bustings equals one kick in the patootie, which we've never actually... I've never followed through with we've it. Never it's actually, never come up. We've never actually had to do. We've only done one and a half bustings before in the past. Okay. Are you willing to refrain from doing the kick then? Oh, well, it doesn't happen now. It happens at some point when you're surprised. When you're asleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not that hard. No. Enough to wake you up. All right. What is the show? It, I mean, it's a... Uh, Have some pride in your know, great I, show. I'm like about to go... Ne- next week, I'm going to... We're pitching it to networks and stuff. Great. Practice. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, Here yeah, I am. This is nice, yeah. Less movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's... John... I loved you on uh, this uh, the Survivor Show. Uh, you know that's a show of ours as well. Uh, we consider you a part of the CBS family. Uh, Jeff Probst called me and uh, made me put you on a show for some reason. And uh, for inexplicably, I'd like to carry this relationship uh, forward into uh, into another form. Marcus Wiley here. Uh, I may be interested in this as well. So you'd like to hear about the show. Good start. Right. Um, so the basic premise is that uh, it's about a guy that's not dissimilar to me. Hmm. This is not what my picture's going to be. It's a guy, about a guy that's not dissimilar to me. 20-something years old, kind of perpetually anxious, a little bit of a nebbish guy. Would you say that in order to maybe eliminate the double negative of not dissimilar to, you may <laughs> yeah, want to say, he's a guy. It's me. Like me. Yeah, or dissimilar would actually be like a... Uh, all right, that's good. That's um, yeah. Keep um, going, Nebish. Nebish. He uh-huh. lives with his mom. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and then what happens on full moon? Yeah, it's not. A, she become more powerful. It's not a scary show. It's it's like very much a grounded kind of young person dating family in the system. ground. Yeah, he's I've, digging her up. Yeah, I mean, this is going back to like what we discussed last time where I can't be more – I don't know how much more clear I can be about like my mom is not dead. She was not reanimated. She's not a pile of bones. Uh, she's a perfectly – I was going to say lovely, but she's a she's – oh, Good for you. La-dee-da. I mean, this guy's bragging. Our friend here, Man Jack, is a pile of bones we had to reanimate. Okay, so you have – So you're like bragging now? Like trying to make us feel bad? I think it's amazing. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. But you're describing it as this terrifying, kind of spooky and maybe slightly creepy relationship I have with my mom based uh-huh. on this. Oh, complete... oh, whoa! I was just asking about the show. I'm and a if, curious and I'm, guy. And by, by the way, I'm plus movies here. You're going to let me derail you, me, Marcus Wiley. I used to work at Fox. Uh, to so, to challenge yeah. this person who has the power to buy your show to change your life. Yeah. That's right. I shouldn't be so argumentative about it. Um, right. So I'm, I, I apologize for that. If I say your mom's a, made of bones and she's made of bones, you say, yes, sir. How many? <laughs> All right. You're right. Um, so just to clarify, but it's not – she is in the sitcom, the, the mother character is not – uh, dead or, or reanimated or anything. So you've got gonna, my interest so- now, me, Rupert Boondocks. So you're going to die on that hill. The executive says, what if she's 
made of bones. So, uh, and the, you insist that right. Uh, this is about. It's, this is. I'm open to the possibility. About the art that for she, you, like. No, I don't. I don't need to have that much like artistic integrity. But I'm willing to. Oh, I'm willing to take notes. That's the thing. It's a creative process. Back out, Ruben Burndocks. Only expect. Only respect real artists. Give me back my uh, feather boa. I'm leaving. All right. So I lost Rupert. Mm-hmm. Um, That's tough. They're doing some cool stuff over there. Uh, you have Marcus Wiley, though. I don't think... I've, and I still have Les, right? Les and Marcus? Les, L- L- Les is here. Yes. Okay. So, again, I'm more... Like, I'm happy... I viewed the writing as a collaborative process. I got notes when I was writing my pilot, and I'm happy to take more. If you'd like the mother to take a different direction. She's not a super primary character. It's mainly about the young guy, um, who, like I said, is kind of... Is me. And uh, he has been corresponding online with this girl that he met on a dating website. They talk to each other on the phone and they Skype and stuff and it's the first time he's really connected with a girl. Neve Schulman? Well, I mean, you have actually just very much predicted the the punchline of the, the cold he open. He gets catfished? He gets catfished. I would love to see that on TV. <laughs> Yeah, Catfish the show, because uh, they've only a had a movie so far. They, yeah, they had a movie, and they had a real show, and they've done it in, I think, several sitcoms as, like, the plot for one episode, but I would love <laughs> yeah. but I would love to see it as, like, a whole show. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, uh, so that's the whole show? Who's playing you? Who do you, who do you who picture? Who visualize? Who do you picture? Uh, I'd be curious to hear what you think, too. Um, I, I would... Say like a Michael Sarah E type, mm-hmm. one of these kind of spindly like, um, you know, wiry kind of guys that is good at looking nervous all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. I'd say Charlene Yee, Jerry Stiller. <laughs> well, Jerry Stiller has to be at least eighty years old. You're too good for Jerry, and his the wife man's a pro, and his wife passed away recently, and I think that. Emotional plays. You can channel that, yeah. To, to play you, I think that'll really, I think that'll really help. Mm-hmm. Then there is a mom character, so she would have to be, I guess, older than Jerry Stiller. Well, I mean, she's of infinite yeah. age. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't want to uh, be out of line. I mean, his. I think you're thinking what I'm thinking. His mom is a skeleton. His dead wife is playing his mom. <laughs> yes. And I think Charlene's a great idea. We get her in there too. I mean, she's definitely could be sort of the spacey barista. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I get, I feel like we have slightly different visions for what the characters. Is this like. taking shape for you? I mean, I think you have like an. It's an interesting idea of kind of like doing weird casting. That it, I don't think that having weird. These people are megastars. I find it. Th- well, I think it'd be difficult for Jerry Stiller to actually be able to do like a sitcom when mm-hmm. he's having to act alongside like the remains of his dead wife. Oh, like, yeah. It's going to have to be some fancy footwork contract-wise. I don't even just mean contractually, though. Like, I'm thinking, like, emotionally. It's a, it's a it, it, He's probably still in mourning. And then to have to deliver jokes directed at or about his wife's remains. What right. kind of jokes? Like, what's one joke? Yeah, let me hear a joke. I'll tell you if Jerry could do it. From your show. That, like, is something that your character... Played by Jerry Stiller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm saying to, to the bones of Amira. 
Okay, so it'd be like uh, 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 it, 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 there's a, a scene where the mother is baking cookies for the, for the son. And she's put bone density vitamins into the cookie batter because she's concerned about the health of her son. And she's warning him about the chalky aftertaste to the cookies. So why uh, can Jerry deliver that? It doesn't sound like he has a fucking line in the whole scene. <laughs> that seems like a look. But the look might not be – it should be more kind of like a shocked funny look instead of like one of grief. Dude, that's a pickup. I mean, you could get that look when she's not even that's there. That's a pickup, yeah. Yeah, and and frankly, it's shoot to cut. It's shoot to cut. It's At this point, hearing the whole pitch, it's shoot to cut. Why is she – but she is Bones. Shouldn't she be <laughs> taking the bone vitamins? Yeah, mm-hmm. I admit that this, the thing was written before. I was aware that it should be going to be played by Bones. Uh so I'd probably tweak it a little bit. You're afraid should, Bones will sue you? Like hard it should be called Bones. That is actually that's, un, that's, un, that's a, an unfortunate fair use yeah. issue. Because, by the way, that show is not really doing no. what we're talking about, which is really the story it's, of Bones. It's, yeah. You're right. But I think they just called it that because they cast David Boney Anus. It's just a reference to hit the actor. It's like yeah. Seinfeld. Yes. Mm-hmm. I uh, hate fair use now. I wish we could call that show Bones. Yeah, now all of a sudden Your it's my loss sucks. Law. Thanks a lot, Cochrane. Well, I'm sad that's the only joke in your show is just <laughs> the ingredients of the cookies. That doesn't seem like it's going to come across. They may not even know about it because she's not going to really – be able to speak super clearly. <laughs> super clearly, and he's not <laughs> saying anything. Well, he... <laughs> well, I feel that's gonna that's gonna be an ongoing problem if you have the bones. Like, how, what, what, how will she ever deliver lines? Then I think she can project them directly into your mind. But it's, uh, it's, but it's, gonna, it's gonna be, gonna be a be challenge for her choice. <clears throat> For all of the, yeah, to harness the mind of everyone watching the show, what she would end up doing is probably accidentally projecting into a lot of people who are not watching mm. or watching a different show. Right. Mm-hmm. Which could be great viral marketing, but mm-hmm. it's just not necessarily what we want. So you'd be watching Ridiculousness or something, yeah. and you just get piped into your brain by accident. Yeah, about the, the bone like, density. Got hole. to add the bone density. Well, no, no, no. She doesn't. Because sorry, because she doesn't say that out loud because it's no. a secret. No, but it's in your mind getting coming in. Oh, right, right, right. So normal she, cookies normal coming cookies. up. Normal cookies. But you saw. And you're going like, wait, I missed what he said. And then you rewind it and dear it goes like, oh. Oh, and for the people watching, they know because they see the package of bone density vitamins resting on yeah. her remains. Yes, that's the problem with the with a bunch of cookies strewn on there as well. You could put almost anything on top of it. Yeah, so I guess there are workarounds in terms of like how to incorporate her into it. I feel like it's it's writing it becomes difficult though. Just 
I like. Well, I feel that's like why I'm not. That's why I'm not buying your pitch. Marcus Wiley leaves because what was the, what was the turning point for you? That well, you said there's difficulties writing it, and I couldn't agree. You're more. the writer. Yeah. Yeah. You're the one guy you who I have now. to think has confidence in writing it. Right. Well, I feel like again we went down this path of the the bone stuff that was not my initial vision, and I was kind of doing that to placate you and maybe like not placate, but like try to. Um, like have our visions a little bit more aligned for the show. And I feel like if we find a compromise between the two things of having like I, half bones, half human. I mean, I feel like that would be a step in the right direction. Half down the middle or half top of bottom skeleton legs on a upper body and mirrors legs, leg bones hastily assembled on like Jane Kaczmarek's frame or something. I think having the bones for the bottom half. Why not just get Jake Kasmeric? Yeah, at that point, she's a pro. Why do you need to take a dead celebrity's bones, which may or may not be the right ones? I mean, I assume you don't. You're not an expert on this. I'm not. Um, I'm not. And and I agree that actually getting Jane Kasmeric would be the the, the preferable thing because I. I I'm. I was never fully on well, board. Don't take with... credit for that pitch. That was Hayes. And I also don't think that she's within range. Yeah. Right. But Plus, I she's project. much younger than Jerry. But well, right. But I'm, I'm saying that, like, if we're getting rid of uh, Jerry's wife's bones, then maybe Jerry isn't quite as essential to the production. Hmm. Like, was that was? How was... did you see playing you again? Twenty between twenty five and thirty. And and like I said, Jerry has to be at least eighty. Mm. Yeah, that's a pass. Less movies. What are you gonna do? I if I'm less movies, I I I would rather see you go on Survivor again. <laughs> Will you do that? I won't. I no, because I'm not. I, I really do want to focus on the writing career now. Mm-hmm. I feel like going to Survivor again would be a step backwards and counterproductive. Well, what if it's instead of nothing? Right. So if the alternative is nothing. Uh, and Les negotiates like this. Right. Is a feast or famine sort of guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that case, so if this is you explicitly telling me that like the writing is not going to be a sustainable career for me and the only other alternative is to play survival. No, I'm not being then, explicit about it. I'm kind of dancing around it. Yeah, yeah. Then, I mean, in that case, I would be amenable to, to playing Survivor again. Okay, well, fun. we can't wait to see you back on Survivor. And Cochran, thanks so much for coming in. And, the, and your phone is ringing or something. So uh, we'll see you when we see you, and the pro version uh, is going to go to uh, one of our listeners. Let's think. Who's a good listener to give it to? Touchy Sealy. Touchy Sealy. That's good. Uh, Touchy Sealy gets the pro version, and then you must have some. What's your prize for the pro version, Cochran? You're a writer. Wait, is it that I give? Like you give – Yes, it's a special thing. present from you that uh, is just for Touchy Sealy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could give a signed Survivor buff. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I guess we said you're a writer and you thought, what do I do with a pen? I signed the, I mean, it's... Survivor well, stuff. Touchy yeah. Sealy, if you can find him, I guess he told you to give you that. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Hollywood Handbook is brought to you by Wolf Cool Productions, a subsidiary of Calvin and Hobbs. That was a HeadGum Podcast.